Hello and welcome to Stuffing Around, Stuff Magazine's gaming podcast. And we join you at a rather somber time. I'm um, joined with Max Maletta. Hello, good morning. And I'm Nick Cowan. And it's it's been a week. It's been a it's been a bit of a week. We won't we won't dwell on it because it's it's everywhere you yeah. look. Um, but it's worth. We're a basically moment. talking about the fact that the country is. Um, uh, Suffered under a hell of a lot of riot- rioting, looting, mm. pillaging, um, but you don't come here for that. No, it's you come here for a little bit of light relief. So if you if you want to delve into what that is, there are myriad news websites that you can go to. Mm. Oh, you could always switch on the news. Um, but we're going to hear talking about games. We are, and this week was uh, another state of play from Sony. There was, well, I mean, specifically PlayStation. Um, I guess you'd say so. It was PlayStation's state of play last week, Friday. I think, and obviously, it, you know, you've got the usual affair of like, oh, we're getting some enhanced updates, some performance updates. There are a couple of new trailers for games that already have trailers, so there weren't a lot of reveals so much. Which again, I think we said was the issue with E3 it was like nothing. It's, it was a lot of stuff that we were kind of like we, we knew this was here. Oh, for the days when the epic crew would come on at the Xbox X, uh, uh, keynote and actually play Gears of War three live. Yeah. Oh, for um, those days. But yeah, so that we we did get a couple of I did an article just like on um it wasn't on everything you missed, but it was on the things that stood out. Yeah, which there were a couple of games, um, got a couple of new trailers, um, a couple of delays. Um personally I was quite keen for the new uh Demon Slayer uh trailer, but that's obviously because I'm a simp for anime at this point. Right. Uh and anything by CyberConnect 2. So um but two big things to come out of state of play were uh, I was going to say Greedfall, but that's coming later. No, Death Death Loop. Death Loop, yes, which I will be talking about briefly, and Lost Judgment, yes, which you will be talking about briefly. Indeed, the sequel to Judgment. Yes. So I know neither of these titles. Right. Okay. Um, that's probably because you're an Xbox jockey. Yes. <laughs> um, that having been said, are you on? You're on PC, aren't you? Um, kind of. I, I don't play a lot of PC games. I mostly just use PC for whatever multiplayer okay. game I Okay, well, playing. basically, Judgment, if you don't know about it, is a spin-off from the Yakuza series. Yes, you've spoken it's about set, that before. It's set in the same kind of map, um, you know, which is a, uh, a, a pared-down version of Shinjuku. Mm. Um, essentially, if you've ever played the Yakuza games and you've run around um, Kabuchiko, uh, you, you, you know the back streets, you know everything. Um, what it was was uh, the that judgment was a, a different game in that you weren't a yakuza, you were a detective, right? Um, a disgraced lawyer who had turned detective, and uh, the first judgment was really, really good. Um, it, you, you've spoken about it quite a few times. No, it's lots of fun. It's got all the sort of um, it's got all the sort of yakuza peccadilloes, like really, really weird side quests. Hmm. Uh, you can go to the arcade and play, you know, Sega games. You can go to restaurants, you know, um, there are mini games. Um, but the, the main, you know, uh, change from the Yakuza games was that you could enter detective mode. Right. And you would scan out a crime scene, pick up clues, have a look around, um, you know. Kind of like a, like a Sherlock-y Yeah, kind of like that. I mean, the one big drawback was it had tail missions. Oh, we spoke in the, in the Assassin's Creed episode, yeah. we spoke about But the thing was with the tail well. missions, at least you could, like, quickly duck behind a doorway or duck behind a traffic cone or duck behind a, uh, a vending machine. Right. So it wasn't as irritating as the Assassin's Creed tail what, missions. What, crawl, crawl along a rooftop very slowly mm. until... So I know nothing about Lost Judgment apart from the fact that it's happening mm. and that I will probably be a day one 
um, <laughs> uh, consumer. Or if you get lucky, you'll probably be able to play it pre-day one. Well, I mean, if we get sent a review code, I will fight you in the street for it. Hint, hint. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. And then you've got Deathloop. Yes, so Deathloop has been, I, I wrongfully earlier said that it's been in the works for like four years. You said it got an announcement two years ago. Yeah, or so. two, two years. I think it was announced around about the time that the Xbox Series X was announced. Yeah. But I do know it, it's been delayed, um, yeah. which we've said before, like I don't mind a game being delayed as long as it comes out fine. Mm. So Deathloop um, is made by Arcane, famous for Dishonored, yeah. which... And the Prey reboot. And the Prey reboot, yes. And effectively, it's got a really, really interesting, unique, cool concept. You play as Colt. I think you're an assassin or just... I don't know it in depth because I haven't been following it like some people. Mm. Um, I've been staying away from it mainly due to the fact that I've played the last three arcane games plus the DLC. And I just find that the less you know about this game going in, probably the better. Oh yeah, I played Dishonored completely blind and it's one of my favorite games for that exact reason. Mm. Um, but Deathloop, he plays Colt, who I think, like I said, I think he's an assassin. He, whatever he is, he's good at using guns mm. and he's a rugged dude. And you, you're trapped on this island mm. and it's called Deathloop because it's you've got a Groundhog Day thing going on where every 24 hours... It resets. You go back to the previous day and everything starts over again. Right. Unless you... So you're trapped on this island because of that looping cycle. Right. You cult. And there are eight people, high, high, t higher priority targets, called. I think they're called ambitions, Right. on the island. And you, in that 24-hour span, you have to kill all of them to break the loop. Right. Right. Which already is like, that's really interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. I don't know whether all of them will be completely passive um, or whether some of them will kind of act like boss fights. But I do know that you can kind of in a Hitman style or Dishonored style, you can kill them in a variety of ways. Mm. Like you can lead two of them onto a balcony together so that you can put one bullet through both of their heads. Right. You can drop a chandelier on top of someone. It, cool. it looks really cool. And at the same time, you've got inhabitants of the island like guards and another assassin trying to stop you from breaking the loop so they're also fighting you stopping you from killing these uh sounds ambitions. interesting it's really cool and because it's arcane mm. um one you know they've got they've got the uh, whole assassination first person assassination gimmick on like they've got that on pat they've, yeah. they've refined that with dishonored level design i'm always excited to see what arcane's going to do with the level mm. um and you've obviously also got like a cool power-ups wheel. So it's not just guns and shooting. You've got superpowers. There's a supernatural element to it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to start out. It's So because it was at um, PlayStation's state of play, yep. I mean, you'd assume the point of that is that it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Mm. It's going to be a timed exclusive. I don't think it will be. It's not. It's not. That's the point. I mean, they, doesn't Xbox own Bethesda? They do. So I was There's gonna, no way. No, no, no. They're not even... They're not <laughs> that's going to be a PS5 they're not, exclusive. They're not even trying to... trying to Like, obviously, that would be scummy if people people are trying to say that that's what it is. It's a timed exclusive. So fair so enough. So it's first year... Obviously, they've signed some sort of deal with Sony. Um, the first year of its existence is going to be PlayStation exclusive, and then it's going to open up to mm. other consoles, which a year is a, a long time to be an exclusive True, game. True, but then again, you know, that means that Xbox owners will get to feel what it felt like to be a PlayStation owner back in 2008, when Bioshock was an exclusive, <laughs> and the Grand Theft Auto 4 DLC was Wasn't exclusive it, yeah. for a year, and all stuff like that. 
you know, and I'm prepared to wait for Deathloop. Oh, it looks, no, it looks really good. Yeah. So There's probably going to be plenty to play in the meantime. I'm just really interested because it's Arcane, because Arcane haven't had a bum note yet. And, no. And, uh, and I probably shouldn't have said that because I said the same damn thing <laughs> about Outriders and people can fly. Uh, I mean, look, look Outriders was, isn't, because it's a live service game, no. um, isn't bad. It's no, it's just, not bad, but it's, it's nowhere just, near as good as Bulletstorm yeah. or Gears of War Judgment Although, or Painkiller. I don't think Dishonored ever had the same level of fame as those other games it's never been oh know. no it, I think it was on radar but the problem with um, well not the problem but the, the thing is about Dishonored both of those games they're stealth well there's, there's three now well there's two and one that should have been DLC Death of the Death yeah. of the Outsider should have been DLC yeah. Um, but uh, yeah I mean those are stealth games and stealth is a bit of a niche mm. um, genre I think Dishonored's biggest downfall on the first game is that they tied the binary morality system to the gameplay mm. in terms of you have to play full stealth if you want to get the good ending yeah it's not really cool to be given a steampunk kill box and then then told you're going to mm. get penalized for using it oh yeah the second the second i realized i read online the second someone's like if you kill anyone you don't get the, the good ending that just ruined my first playthrough because i needed yeah. to get the good ending but yeah. anyway the, and they also did prey which is very very good i still need to play prey because I've, I've heard it's like a spiritual success at a system shock and a bioshock well you see that's the problem no the prey that arcane did is yeah. not a spiritual success to the, well i mean i suppose you could say it's it, it's it's got um it's got some uh, DNA strands that run back to that, mm. um, but I mean, it's it's n uh, the the real sort of uh, uh, I wouldn't even say that it was a an homage to Bioshock because it came out before Bioshock was the first play, the original play, the original play done by Human Head, which was uh, published by Two K, and um, I'm busy playing that. But the is, original play, yeah, it's really good. You know, okay. there's, there's some decent mechanics there. You know, you've got uh, got some decent guns. There are portals that you run through, mm. and um, they're, they're, by pressing one button on the uh, control pad, your spirit can leave your body and go through walls and things okay. like that. It's 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 really really good. Um, it's it's one of the most slept on uncut gems from two generations ago. Um, it's just a real pity that uh, Prey Two never happened. What is what 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 system is the original Prey on? Uh, it was on PS3 and Xbox 360. But if you have an Xbox One or oh. an Xbox Series X, it is backwards compatible, so nice. you can borrow it after I'm finished. Okay, cool. I'd be down for that. But yeah. speaking of things you've been playing, yep, you've recently been touching what? Oh, uh, Greedfall. Well, uh, let's 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 do the other one first. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion oh, right. Sorry. Bloodline, of course, Can which we, we which we spoke about a little bit last week, and we I did. finally finished it. And you, you put your review up on the site, yeah. And the thing was that the story's not that interesting. Um, the characters are really good, though. Which a you you made a big point of a particular character, yeah, Aiden Pierce. Aiden Pierce, and I'm not going to rehash why he's interesting, mm -hmm. but he is very very interesting. I mean, I said in my review, like after finishing Watch Dogs One, I, I like a lot of players was kind of glad to see the back of him. But after finishing Bloodline, I wouldn't mind if he popped up in another Watch Dogs game. Really? No, it was really really good. Um, without that's, going that's an impressive feat, giving Aiden Pierce a, a, a rounded, likable character. Without going into too much detail, essentially, what Aiden's realizes is relic. He's, he's basically a relic. Of a, of a bygone era. Yeah, well, no, not so much a bygone era, but a bygone attitude. Because it's okay. like, um, first of all, his nephew calls him out on his crap. 
Like, you know, you can't solve every single problem with a with a muzzle flash. Yeah. Right. The second thing is that he starts to realize, you know, when he starts turning down like opportunities to join up with people, that it doesn't really make sense to be a loner in a world that's hyper connected. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's also a lot more cynical um, than he was. I mean, uh, the, the beard certainly makes him look. Well, not just that. It's the <laughs> attitude. I mean, there's there's one scene in it where a dead sec um, a member you know, uh, says to him, oh, so what's the, uh, what's, the, what, what's the answer? Do we just give up the way you seem to have given up? And uh, Aiden goes, no, some fights are worth losing, you know. So it's like, he's, he's, a, he, he's quite a cynic. Mm. You also get to play Wrench, which I, didn't, well, I hadn't played by the time the last podcast came out. And Wrench, if you don't know him, he's that goofy-looking guy in uh, Watch Dogs 2 that has a... Um, a helmet where the eyes just sort of do emojis based on what he's uh, feeling. Oh, cool. And he's very goofy and he's very, very funny until he takes the masks off and then you realise that he's actually probably as damaged as Aiden is in the long run. Um, so what kind of two sides of the same coin? Yeah, no, no they're, they're, they're both hackers who came from, you know, I mean, Aiden came from the sort of black hat hatting black hat hacking sort of sector where he was basically ripping people off. Mm. Whereas Wrench came from the activist side of hacking, you know, uh, stick it to the man. What, were, you, were, your, were your DDoS attacking massive corporations? Indeed, for- something like that. But both of them in Watchdog's bloodline realize they're incredibly long in the tooth. Mm. And, you know, going the way that they're going, you're probably going to run out of road at some point. Mm. Um, that having been said, you know, the, the, the missions could have used a bit of work because it's very much go here, hack this, take that, bring this back, outrun these people in your van or your car. Um, you know, you've done it all before. There's a couple of missions that break that mold. Like there's one mission where Wrench um, gets a call from Marcus, the protagonist of Watch Dogs 2, yeah. and he convinces Wrench that they're going to finish the stunts in the film that was being shot in London. And uh, there's one part of that where Wrench is running around and it's all top down, so it looks like the old Grand Theft Auto. Oh, sick. Yeah. But that's, that's, a, that's a cool callback. Yeah, but it's, it's, that's more the exception than the rule. No, sure. Um, I'd say that the Watch Dogs Faithful will like it. Yeah. And um, I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, the problem was I had, though, that as I, I scrubbed it. So apart from whatever collectibles are dotted around the map, which I'm not really concerned about, yeah. I had basically finished any, everything by the time I'd finished the game, by, by the time I finished the DLC. You'd gone through all of it. Yeah, it's like, and you know, in a typical open world style, they're like, well, the missions are all over, but you can explore London. <laughs> Sod that. Not really, not really bothered. Not while you were playing. No. Other than that, you, as you mentioned, I've been playing Greedful. You've been Greedful, yes. Now, Greedful is an RPG... Um, I, I think it's a bit of a, I wouldn't call it a sleeper hit, but it's not a small game, but it's not a, it's not, it doesn't get a lot of attention either. I'd say that, I mean, hopefully what we can do on this podcast is, in, is increase its chances and increase its reach by word okay. of mouth. Because here's the thing about Greedfall, it's clunky. Right. Um, it's, uh, it, 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 I wouldn't say it looks last gen, I wouldn't go that far, but it, it you know, you you're looking at it and there's a lot of mist around there and you go, oh, I see the draw distance is a bit low because uh, the graphics, whatever. Mm. Um, and essentially what you are is you are a kind of 
Prince. Sorry, it's a it's a just for for, for um, clarity's sake. Genre genre's clarity's sake. It's an action RPG or an adventure RPG. It's an, act- it's an action adventure RPG. Action adventure RPG, right? Um, Which I get as a nebulous title yeah. at this. It's point. not turn based either in the combat. So no, 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 no. no. That's um, the- and uh, what you are is you're some sort of little princeling, yep. or a nobleman, and um, you're about to set sail for the new world or whatever it is. Um, it's set in a kind of fantasy universe, so there is magic and there are creatures that don't look like, you know, the creatures we have on Earth One, I suppose <laughs> you'd call it. <laughs> um, and uh, you set sail and you head off to this new island where your, uh, I think your your cousin or your brother, Constantine, is going to be the governor for for the for the island mm. there are different factions on the island different guilds some are religious some are more based around commerce that sort of thing and you know in the old world they sort of get on with each other mm. but on the island they're all split into different camps and they're not really getting on with each other um and what i like about it is that it's got a really interesting undercurrent in that it's taking quite an interesting look at colonialism Ah, okay. Because when you get there, right, you've got towns that have already been built, but you've also got a native population who are quite sort of, what the hell are you people doing here, Mm. right? And not just that, there's one faction, your faction, that gets on with the natives, but, you know, there's another faction in the other side of the map which has an inquisitor um, oh. who not only is um, setting fire to some of the creatures um, from the island in full view of religious zealots, but is actually, you know, you know, taking captured natives and saying, renounce your god! Oh, so you t- taking, a, uh, taking a much more Colombian approach to... Oh, Portuguese. Uh, Port- yeah, right. To, uh, to, um, we're not, not, we're, by the way, we're not having a go at current Portuguese people, but no, we no, are no, no. saying that when the Portuguese rocked up in what was then Brazil, they didn't exactly cover themselves in glory in the uh, eyes well, of I history. Mean, I mean, I think, you can, I think you can take a hammer to colonialism as a whole yeah. quite freely. I think most people would agree that mm. um, on the whole, it wasn't, it wasn't a great product of uh, European modernity, but... Well, you mean it was armed robbery? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but anyway... It was, ba- it was basically armed robbery with a cultural bent. It's like... Uh, it, it's, it's kind of like if someone was to kick in the door of your house, help themselves to your television, and then at the same time saying, are you a Christian? Uh, yes, I am. Well, then I'm going to stay here and hit you until you're an atheist. Also, you're welcome. Yeah, also, you're welcome. Also, you're welcome. And, yeah. you- and then years later, they look back and go, you know what? Bloody good job we did down there. <laughs> anyway, we're talking yeah. about video games. Yeah, you know, but, but this is a part of it because it's like you, you have the different factions who have different attitudes towards the natives. Right. And also different attitudes towards each other because what you can do is you can pair up, um, you can pair up with people at campfires or at, um, yeah, at campfires where you can swap out, um, you know, you, you have a party of three and you can swap out okay. depending on who you have. And for example, with, with in-game characters. Yeah. So, for example, I pitched up at one stronghold, you know, the religious zealot stronghold, mm-hmm. and uh, they said, "Well, why don't you take one of our finest warriors with you?" And I thought, "Well, that'll be good." And I went off to another faction's uh, base, and they said, "Well, you're not coming in here with that guy." Interesting. So you okay. have to go back to the campfire and swap him out for somebody else who they view as more neutral. So you've got to 
consider at least partially you've got to be considering uh oh, fact, yeah. faction relations as you go about your uh, absolutely your i mean for example before you set sail to the the new world you have to sort of uh go on a couple of missions to make sure that uh certain pieces are in play like for example um the captain of your ship says well my cabin boy disappeared the other night mm. can you go and find him uh, there's another thing that says uh, uh there's another mission where you your um you know, your expedition has bought a whole bunch of supplies from this merchant. You go to the merchant and he goes, well, yeah, you know, we got the supplies, but um, the, uh, the, the boss of the, uh, the guild says you've got to pay an extra what have you to have your merchandise delivered. Right. And you're like, excuse me, we've already paid for this. Mm. Well, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. So you kick in the door of the, the, uh, the supply yard, kill off the guards and get your, get your merchandise. And then, it, then once you've got it on the dock... The captain says, "Well, I can't load this onto the ship because um, it hasn't been entered into the uh, it hasn't been entered into the log for delivery." So you've got a couple of um, options there. What you can do is you can kick in the door of the nautical um, factions mm. warehouse, kill people, and doctor the log. But the problem with that is that it it drives your reputation with that particular faction down. down. Okay. That having been said, if you manage to get hold of a uniform. Um, that is, you know, they call them the noughts. If you get hold of a noughts uniform, you can just sort of stroll in there going, hi guys, don't mind me, <laughs> just going upstairs, doctor the log, come out and your reputation is intact. So while you're also looting and fighting and doing all that good stuff and leveling up. Classic and, action you know, RPG you know, style. Opening yeah. up skills and things like that, you know, classic RPG. You also have to manage your reputation and your relationship with the different factions. So that's, another addition right there mm. you know so it, it's 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 really really interesting imagine basically you know and not to um pointedly um open up old wounds in this country mm. but imagine the british had arrived in cape town while the dutch were still there and the british weren't the world power that they were at the time and they kind of had to get on with them that's that's where the the, the main story of Greenfield. Well, not main story, but it's, it's one of the really fascinating aspects of, of Greenfield. Okay. And that's the thing is, like I said, it's clunky. Um, Gameplay-wise. Gameplay-wise. Um, it's, it's, um, it, there are times when you're sprinting on the streets and you turn the camera just to see if you're going down an, a street to your left or your right and your character, for some strange reason, just stops moving, mm. you know, which is something that doesn't happen in many games. No. Um, you know, uh, it's clunky. But I like it. I really, really like it. It sounds like it, yeah. You know, it's, I'd, I'd say it's one of those uncut gems that you get in games every now and then. Like, for example, Inversion. You know, if you ever played Inversion, which is a straight Gears... Basically, if you imagine someone decided to rip off Gears of War but give you the anti-grav abilities that you had in Dead Space. Oh, okay. Right? Fun to play, but you can see exactly, exactly where, where they're taking from. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would say that... Um, imagine Assassin's Creed... Except the... Um, That's actually what I've been thinking is yeah. Assassin's Creed. Imagine an Assassin's Creed game, except the cities are all fictional. Okay. You can't port parkour through them. Okay. You loot exactly the same way. Uh, combat's a bit clunky. Movement's a bit clunky. And there's more going on in terms of uh, reputation management and resource management. And, of course, you've got a crafting element as well. Which right. It's quite fun. Always fun. As yeah. long as it's done right. I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to carry on playing it. I've sunk about three or four hours into it. and I'm You're keen to keep going. I'm keen to keep going. There's also some new DLC as well, which is why it's... Indeed. Which is why it's come onto our radar. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. I would say, especially if you have got an Xbox or a PC and you go you're you're on Game Pass, yeah, you could do worse than to set, to play it for an hour and see what you think. see what you feel like. Yeah, yeah, nice. I mean, I'm certainly interested. I I think I'll give it a kick. Mm. Um, at uh, after I'm still in exams at the moment, but once I'm done with that, I'll have some time. We don't want your pitiful excuses. <laughs> Look, my time is limited, Nick. All right, and the hardest part of a game is starting it. So. Yeah. Okay. You've drawn my Translation. You've drawn my we don't interest. want your pitiful I'm, excuses. I'm saying I'm going to play it. All right. <laughs> well, in the meantime, talking of kicking, you've been playing a fighter. I have. So I'm a little bit late to this party. Um, everyone at Stuff knows that in terms of fighting games... You're the guy. I'm the guy. Even though I'm not really the guy, I'm the guy closest to well, the guy. Well, this dovetails into a couple of segments. I mean, number one, you're going to talk about a fighting game. Number two, you're late to the party. Not as late <laughs> as you were with Bioshock or Vanquish or Asura's no. Wrath. But we could say, this is a game that was on your radar that you should have played, and here you are playing well, it. Well, so to be fair, it got its, this game is called Guilty Gear Strive. Right. And any, fighting ga- any of the fighting game faithful knows what Guilty Gear is. It's one of the big five of evo it's an anime fighting game which means it's very different to street fighter or tekken Mm. um but it's made by arc system works who are incredibly well known in the fighting game community they made dragon ball fighters which i'm sure even you've seen right and um is my favorite fighting game Mm. and it it got it's it's had a couple of betas um it got delayed We, we we spoke about it it got delayed until june right and it got its release halfway through last month Right. I was strapped for cash, so I didn't I didn't buy it at the time. And it took every also I'm 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 studying. And 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 confidentially you've had a little bit of a windfall, but we won't go into de- <laughs> we won't go into details about why that is. No. It's I mean it is something I'm happy with, but mm. yes, point being, then I picked it up. Um, Someone gave you money and you're happy. Well, I'm ha- just, pull me up a chair. <laughs> anyway. I got it. And the big thing about Guilty Gear Strive that has had people's attention is that Early on, and with the betas, it was announced that it would have rollback netcode. Right. Which, I don't know if you know the different strands of netcodes, Nick. The two big ones are delay-based netcode and rollback netcode. And in any competitive game, obviously lag is a factor, Mm -hmm. right? Um, In a fighting game, when people, the professionals are literally playing for five frames of animation, Mm. less sometimes, either for a combo or for a block string, um, netcode is important. And delay-based netcode is garbage right it's terrible basically net these delay based netcode and rollback based netcode um from someone who barely understands netcode uh delay based netcode works on when the person in japan who you're playing against hits a button there is a delay in the entire game like everything stops for a second while that registers on your end right whereas rollback netcode kind of works on an assumption basis where um it'll watch how each player is playing and it'll kind of, based on, it'll kind of guess what you're gonna do next, and then it will play that as an animation on your screen. And then if the uh, if the other person puts in an input, it rolls it back to like whenever they put in that input, and then it registers on your screen. So even even though it's still a delay, it it plays out a lot more like it's live. Which I get, it's not the greatest explanation in the world for how that works. Point being, rollback netcode feels a lot more like offline pay, play than um, delay than online play. Yeah. And the reason you do realize everybody who doesn't know anything about fighting games has just deserted this podcast. No, 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 no. Sorry, I should I should have started with the whole point is I'm saying this is a great Guilty Gear Strive is a great place for people to get into fighting games. Right. Because I think it's my favorite kind of competitive game. Right. And Guilty Gear Strive, because it's popular at the moment, the lobbies are all full. Um, the matchmaking is good and the, the net code is good, which means you're always going to find stable 
games where you're not going to lose because of lag. You're right. not going you're not going to feel like you you can't play because of the lag, which is what a lot of people Brad used to talk about. It's, it's a lot of the reason people put down fighting games is like you can practice a combo offline as much as you want, but the second you get online, you've got that lag. Mm. You can't pull it off. Um, and Guilty Gear as a franchise as well has has been notoriously convoluted in its uh, in its mechanics. Right. But they've really boiled it down to its essentials for this game where it's kind of it plays like a four button fighting game with five string combos right um for beginners to play i think you should absolutely give it a try if you are question in the online multiplayer is it as regimented as say something like starcraft for for example like if you were to play starcraft 2's Mm. uh multiplayer and it was your first game they go right you're in the dinky league you're going to be in the dinky league with people who know as much about this game as you are as you do, right? Right. Right. Um, they even, um, the reason, one of the reasons StarCraft 2 t- uh, took, well, one of the many reasons StarCraft 2 took so long to come out was that Blizzard put in place something um, that, that prevented smurfing. Now, smurfing is what happens when elite players or very good players um, start in- intentionally lose games in their league just so they can get booted down to a lower, to a lower league and then absolutely smash the hell mm. out of novices. Or they'll, they'll either lose games or they'll start up a new account just to start from the bottom again. Mm. Um, yes, but that was the thing about Battle.net is that all the games you bought are tied to your email address. So if you start up a new account, guess what? Oh, okay, <laughs> I see. So you've got to put, okay, okay. Fair anyway, so, so has, has Guilty Gear got that? Because, I mean, <sighs> one, of, one of my biggest things about fighting games is that, I mean, when I was playing, I think it was Street Fighter 4 mm. back in the day, is that, like, they didn't have any sort of guiding hand over that. You, you know, unless you, unless you actively turned it off, if she started playing the game, you immediately got thrown into whomever was online and you could be up against people who play this more than they eat. Yeah, so yes and no for Guilty Gear. First off, Guilty Gear's lobby system is a bit flawed at the moment where you have to actively, you go in and it's like a virtual lobby where they've got a bunch of like, it's, you have a little uh, uh, um, avatar, that's Mm -hmm. the word, and there are a bunch of arcade machines uh, with two places, and you have to find someone else sitting at an arcade machine waiting for a game. Oh my god! No, it's it, like at the moment the point is lobbies oh, are no, full. No, it's not that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hearkening back to the days to of the, the arcade <laughs> when you'd be playing a game, and some complete stranger would just join your game, hand you your ass, and look at you, and you'd be like, "Did I invite you into <laughs> this?" <laughs> well, I think, I think, um, because the fighting game faithful will have particular memories of arcade um, mm. games. I think that's what Guilty Gear was going for. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I think when lobbies start getting less full, it'll be a bit of an issue, mm. um, but I'm sure they'll address it. But point being, the lobbies work on a floor system mm. where depending on how well you do in one, your test match, which is against the CPU, and that kind of, that mostly tests your understanding of the base mechanics. Mm. It'll place you from one to 10 um, right. on the floors that you can engage in. So for example, I can fight from floors five to seven right. at the moment. I can't fight lower than that because mm-hmm. that would be unfair. And I can't fight higher than that because I'll get my ass handed to me. Right. But your first couple of fights, I think it's a fighting game standard. I think it's a competitive game standard, but it's most... It's mostly felt, it's felt more to fight a game because it's a one-on-one environment, so no one can carry you. So what sets Guilty Gear apart from the likes of Street Fighter, Tekken, so firstly, Mortal Kombat, that sort of thing? Firstly, Guilty- I'm imagining that apart from Mortal Kombat, it doesn't give you as much violent no. viscera. So Guilty Gear Strive, particularly the, the 
I, I, I urge you to look at some gameplay because it is one, it's possibly the best looking game to come out of 2021 so far. Mm-hmm. It, the, the animation style is ridiculously good. Um, some animations are, are animated on a one-to-one frame. So it looks pretty. It looks incredible. Gameplay-wise, um, it's, it's not hugely different from... I don't know. It's hard to say. It's not hugely different from Street Fighter, actually. <clears throat> Street Fighter V, in terms of baseline mechanics, it is a very simple fighting game, mm. um, which again is why I think people can get into it. Like you're not you're not looking for like Dragon Ball Fighters. You've got 36 hit combos um, and 100% TOD combos that you can pull off in a match. But in Guilty Gear, you're looking for stray hits. You're looking for two to three strings um, of like kick, punch, heavy attack, that right. kind of thing. But not even as complicated. Is as there a plot? Is there a single player? There is. I haven't played it. I don't care about fighting game story modes. I think they're all garbage. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is about single player, um, single player uh, fighting game modes. You know, once the once the games moved from the arcade and into our living rooms, mm. it's like they're not really four players like you. No, they're four players who absolutely know be all about. Um, how to play these games yeah. and they are really well I mean if they're done well they're really good primers yeah so Guilty Gear does have options for that so the the, um, the arcade mode slash story mode is good for learning base mechanics yeah. obviously you'll know playing bots is never the same as playing humans oh absolutely particularly I'll say in a fighting game oh absolutely because um, part for me part of a fighting game is making a read like you read what the ne- the player on the other side of the screen is going to do next and you can't read a bot no it's I mean I, I, I was lucky enough to interview the British uh, Street Fighter champion oh. uh, back in the day and um, what came across uh, from him was that, you know, um, street, well, fighting games in general have more in common with chess because uh, a player is not really looking at what, you know, uh, your, your opponent's move is going to be. He's thinking like five moves ahead. Mm. What is this guy going to do in move five? And, you know, you, you prepare yourself accordingly. Mm. Now, you mentioned earlier, because I think we're going to wrap this up at this point, but yeah. it, um, you said the big five. Now, to my mind, the big five would be Street Fighter, Tekken, mm. Mortal Kombat, right. Dead or Alive? Not, not so much anymore. Okay. Not if we're talking Dragon Ball? At the moment, so in the Evo scene, yeah, which is Evo is the fighting game. So what's number five? It, it generally, it's generally a Super Smash Bros. game. But Super Smash Bros. doesn't count really as like a classic fighter. So I'd say at the moment it will be Guilty Gear. Like Guilty, it, the top five. So fight, you're saying Dead or Alive doesn't make the top five? Anymore. I don't think so. Not for Evo events. I don't watch it. Um, mm. Most of the channels I follow don't care for it. The big fighting game names are Street Fighter, um, Mortal Kombat, Dragon Ball Fighters, and it'll be it'll be like th- three of five anime fighting Tekken. games, which is a whole oh, Tekken as well. And then, then the last two will obviously will always be between. There are four big anime fighting games at the moment, which is Dragon Ball Fighters, whatever Guilty Gear is newest, Uniel, mm-hmm. which is a um, a smaller fighting game, but also just as good. And then Naruto Shippuden. No. Okay. No. Uh, sometimes uh, a blaze, a blaze blue game mm. game will be in there, but not recently. Um, but Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which is also an Arxis game, mm. um, has been has been making the rounds in Evo recently. So those are the big ones. Okay. Um, but I highly recommend. And Guilty- no injustice. Well, no injustice. I, injustice has tailed off. It was there, but I think it's it's Mortal Kombat is kind of taking. Thing about place. injustice though is that injustice is a game completely aimed at me, because it is very very friendly. Mm. 
it teaches you how to combo very, very effectively. In fact, I'd say um, out of the paltry number of fighters I have played over the last 10 years, I'd say that Injustice probably has the best, A, single-player campaign. Oh, yeah. Not just because it's got a bloody good story in it, but also because... It, it, it literally guides you by the hand. Well, not literally, but it, it guides no, no, you. It guides you by the hand and I, teaches you how to play this game. That's what a, that's what a good fighting game should do, and so many of them lack that. Just yeah. to you know, before we wrap up, like Guilty Gear does a great. It's got an incredible tutorial in like a mission system, yeah, um, which also teaches you combos. Mm. Um, Reminds me a, a little bit about the um, the tutorial mission in Gran Turismo Sport. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I can't say I know it. Well, the thing about Gran Turismo Sport is that, like, you know, when you boot, I mean, the, first of all, the brand. Gran Turismo's intimidating to begin with, if right. you, if, unless you're unless you're into racing sims, you know it's intimidating to begin with because it's got such a storied history. Mm. But the thing about Gran Turismo Sport is it breaks down the different parts of a race very very well in a series of tutorials, and it even awards you medals um, for how well you're doing. And because of that medal system, and because the tutorials are so um, point to point and very very short, mm. you find yourself going. I'm sure I can get a goal on this. And of course, you carry on playing those parts of the game that you found difficult to begin with and you start to actually master them before mm. you even get into your first race, which when you think about it, really good tutorial. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, it, I think a good tutorial is um, obviously necessary in any game mm. uh, with with uh, myriad systems or... Well, no, absolutely. Systems, I mean, but, but I particularly mean, in competitive games. If you fail games. the tutorial in Pac-Man, I've got no time for you. But like, I mean, something <laughs> you like... you fail the tutorial in Pac-Man, you might need a new hobby. Yeah, the outside world is too dangerous a place for you. <laughs> um, well, maybe it is too dangerous maybe, a place for you. Maybe right, right now, now it's too dangerous for everyone. But um, no, I mean... There's probably an article in that. The best tutorials you've ever played. I'll put Guilty Gear above anyone on that. Any of the Guilty Gear games, no matter how competitive, I mean, how convoluted they are, mm. the tutorials are always fantastic. Well, on that note, um, I would recommend Bloodline if you are a Watch Dogs fan. I would rem I would recommend Greedfall just as a speed date. And when I say speed date, give it an hour, hour and a half. See how you feel. And if you're, and you would say that if I'd you, say if you if you haven't touched a fighter in the last ten years, well, you, I'd say if you if you're a fighting game veteran, veteran looking for your new game, play Guilty Gear. And if fighting games interest you at all, but you've been too scared to pick one up, you're gonna lose your first five matches, obviously. Mm -hmm. But you should try Guilty Gear. Okay. Guilty Gear Strive. Well. Thank you very much for joining me, Max. Thank you for having me, Nick. I've been Nick Cowan. Um, we'll be back next week. And please, everyone, stay warm and stay safe and have a good weekend.